Hallelujah. Every Sunday, every Sunday I've just been, these are such unusual days, not business as usual, and so I always ask the Lord very specifically, what are we supposed to be doing? And um, the Lord has put on my heart, the title of this is Trust in the Lord, for God is our strength. In what or in whom do you trust? When I'm talking about when the pressure, when the pressure is on, who do you trust in or what do you trust in? Do you, anybody get where I'm going with this? What, where do you put your trust when life is threatened? Because we're living in threatening times, violent times, troubled times, and there's a work of the devil to mock the Lord, and it's really out there, and those who serve, mock those who serve him and those who walk with him. Let me ask you this, as far as the concept of trusting in the Lord. Where have you been tested before? Anybody have a test or two in their past? Uh, where was your faith, where has your faith been tried? Some of the different, different things. What did you learn during that? Have you learned to turn to the Lord first, second, or third? It's our human nature to forget the Lord when in trial and to start rely upon yourself totally. So there's this key concept in the Bible. Everybody say the word remember. Remember. Psalm 78, 42 says, They did not remember his power or the day that when he redeemed them from their foe. It's amazing how the Lord can do some spectacular thing for you this week and next week. You don't even remember it. How many of you? Come on, fess up. Come on, man. Psalm 105 verse 5 says, remember. Tell somebody next. You just remember. Remember. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and his judgments he has uttered. Now listen. I'm like you, it takes time to get it right. It really does. Sometimes it is as simple as becoming a son or a daughter of God and uh, in your heart and forsaking the heart of the orphan. You know, the orphan heart is the heart that believes that you're all alone and you must always fend for yourself and you have to live independently of God's help and he's like the last thing on your mind because it's all about you. But when the pressure is on... Our flesh may reach out for something. Have you ever done that before? Pressure comes down, you reach out for something to lessen the pain. It could be an old habit that you've put to death that the devil's seeking to make alive again. It may be that moment of weakness you turn to the affections of your heart to something that you'd given up years ago. Pressure. Pressure comes. Everybody say, trust in the Lord. So here's what we need to know. God is faithful, and all, he's faithful to all who put their trust in him. So Proverbs, I put this in the Amplified Version, so let's go look at that. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and then I'll get into Hezekiah's life. This says, let's read it together. Trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own insight or understanding. In all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your path straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. So let's lift our heads once again. Just I want to ask us to receive. Now, Lord, I, you've really put in my heart that Hezekiah's name means the God of strength. 
and that uh, God strengthens. And I pray today that there would come that impartation of that name that God is our strength, that people would sense the strength of God today, that you would cause there to be a strength to trust in you even more than when we walked in the door. We pray our strength in you, our resolve in you grow. We trust in you and in you more than ever. In Jesus' name. How many of you want to be strengthened? Would you like to be? Now, I'm going to take Second Kings 18 and 19. I'm just going to bring some highlights about this. I'm going to look at this guy, Hezekiah. I just, you know, it's an interesting thing, sermon preparation, when the Lord's, when he went to the Lord and he brings you over here, and I don't want to do that. But it starts to get interesting. And it looks like a lot of work. How many of you, when you prepare something for people, it can, it, it can take a few days to get your life under this thing. But I think the Lord has something to say to us in our culture today and in our personal lives about how we're facing what's going on today. Now, Hezekiah, he was the king of Judah, and he became the king of Judah. At that time, there was another guy named Hosea, uh, who was um, Ahashua, who was a king of Israel. About, he was a uh, Hezekiah was about 25. Anyway, it says this. He says, he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight. Just as his ancestor David had done, he removed the pagan shrines, smashed the sacred pillars, cut down the Ashereth poles. He broke up the bronze serpent that Moses had, had made because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel, and there was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before or after his time. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything, and he carefully obeyed all the commands the Lord had given Moses. So the Lord was with him, and Hezekiah was successful in everything he did. He revolted against the king of... I can't believe it. Have you ever had one of these moments? Come here. Somebody say this. It's just it's, it's silly. I went, what, my brain just... Assyria, gosh. <laughs> Come out and be healed. Okay. He, he revolted against the king of Assyria and refused to pay him tribute. He also conquered the Philistines as far distant as Gaza and its territory from their smallest outpost uh, to their largest walled city. So he had some success under the Lord, but then some really pretty major backlash started to happen. And what happens is uh, Shalmanazar of Assyria comes in and he starts taking out towns that are under uh, Israel's rule. And he, he lays siege to um, Samaria and it falls. And the reason this has happened is because the Lord is allowing this to happen because this is the kind of the, it says uh, under that, the king of Israel at that time, it said they violated God's covenant and all the laws of Moses. The Lord's servant had commanded them to obey. So God was allowing a punishment to come upon them. And so, so now Assyria is going to invade Judah. And um, in the 14th year of uh, King Hezekiah's reign, King Sennacherib of Assyria came back to, uh, came to attack the fortified towns. So, first response. Do you trust the Lord first, second, third? This is, a, this is a king who's really prospered under God's hand, but this is what he does. He sees this coming. King Hezekiah sent a message to the king of Assyria at Lachish and said, I've done wrong. I will pay whatever tribute money you demand if you will only withdraw on his own terms. So the king of Syria says, 
well, we want 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold. So he's literally got to strip the gold off the doors of the Lord's temple and from the doorpost it had overlaid with gold and he gave it all away. So he's working out of his own negotiation skills at this point. How many of you have done that? Nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. You can't negotiate with a demon. They want more and more. You can't give up all that stuff. The king of Assyria sent his commander and the chief, his field commander, and the chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. And the Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds the water into the upper pool near the road leading to the field where the cloth is washed. Anyway, this is what they do. It says, um, so they, they announce to the people on the wall and to the main guys, Hezekiah is not there at the moment. And he says, this is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military skill and strength? Now think about that line for a minute. Because how do you defeat the devil? With mere words. This is an undermining type thing. Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me? On Egypt... If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splitters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. Then he says this. Watch this. Perhaps you will say to me, we're trusting in the Lord. Now listen to this. this is, but isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down the shrines and the altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? Now that's so in confusion because the altars and shrines in the hills were demonic and he tore all those down but this when it comes to the world and their way of they, they misrepresent what you believe they totally misrepresent what you believe they sow confusion about that and you go that's not they take the words and the, the whatever and they just mess it up he says I'll tell you what and he says basically he says I'll tell you what here We'll take the weak side of our army and we'll give you 2,000 horses if you can find enough guys and we'll have a little contest to see who wins. And then he says, what's more? Do you, do you think we have... Now watch. Do you think we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? Now they're saying, your God told us to come and wipe you out. And the Lord himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. So he gets, they get an earful. They get an earful, and what they, they do is uh, they, the, the men that are listening on the wall, they take this information before he gets there, before they get it. It says, listen to the king, great king of Syria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. Now they go after the leader to try to divide the leader from the people. He will never be able to rescue you from my power. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying the Lord will surely rescue us the city will never fall into the hands of the Syrian king. Isn't this amazing? They misrepresent what you believe. They try to separate you from the, your leader. And that is this incredible, skilled, demonic assault trying to undermine the people. And then this, they make a deal. They says, here's what's going to happen. This is how we'll do it. You just go ahead and give up. We'll eat, let you eat out of your vineyards this year. And we'll come by next year and we'll go move you to another place. It'll be all right. This is a soft sell of taking you into captivity. 
Man, sounds like today. Then we'll arrange for, you know, we'll just ship you off over there. Don't listen to Hezekiah when he tries to mislead you by saying the Lord will rescue us. Then they compare the gods of the other nations. And so they say they didn't, those other gods weren't able to save them. And, uh, but the people didn't answer the chief of staff because Hezekiah said don't answer him. So they go and they tell this to um, Hezekiah and Hezekiah basically. They tore their clothes and he goes, they go to the king and the king, when he heard the report, now we're in 2 Kings 19. So he hears the report. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes, put on a burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And uh, so basically he says, would you guys contact Isaiah? Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, these guys were around the time when, the, when, the nation, when, the, when Israel was being taken into captivity anyway. And so this, a lot of this is recorded in, the, in Isaiah's book as well. So the king says to tell, tell Isaiah this, this is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It is like when a child re- uh, reaches time to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff and sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him with his words, for his words. Oh, pray those, uh, for those who are left. So after King Hezekiah's officials delivered this to Isaiah, Isaiah says, say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Now this is a prophet now. The prophet's going to speak into the situation because they've sought the Lord's wisdom. And today, there are prophets that are speaking into the body of Christ and saying things are going to happen. Say this to your master. This is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed this blas- by this blasphemous speech against uh, me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, this is God saying, I myself will move against him and the king will receive a message that he is in need at home, so he will return to his land where I have, well, I have him killed with a sword. So now we have a prophet saying everything's going to change. It's going to change. You think that would be it? So meanwhile, the, uh, they leave and they, they go back and consult the uh, this uh, Syrian chief of staff, left Jerusalem, and goes back. And soon after, uh, King Sennacherib received word that these other kings and stuff, they, were, they had to go fight another uh, battle. And so he sends a message now. So now you have the prophet. The prophet declares what's going to happen. But it doesn't stop the adversary. Hello. You receive a word, and it's not instant. Are you there? He's walking through this. So this is the message. This message is for the king of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with the promise that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they've gone. They haven't, they have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? So now this is the next step. This is the crux of it. This is the kind of like it all points to here. Hezekiah receives the letter from the messenger. He reads it. And then he went up into the Lord's temple and he spread it out before the Lord. And he prays. Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. 
Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. Okay, now see, now Hezekiah is not willing and dealing about, let's just give you the gold out of the temple. He says, okay, now this is between you and him now, right? Go ahead and say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he'll make your path straight. And according to the Amplified, and he'll remove the obstacles. Let's praise the Lord for removing the obstacles. Let's just praise the Lord for removing the obstacles. Hallelujah. So he goes in. He puts this before, before on the floor, I could imagine. He takes this. I don't know how many pages it is, is, but he spreads it out on the floor. And he's praying this prayer. He says, it is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But, but of course, the Assyrians could destroy them because there are no gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. And now, O Lord our God, rescue us. Uh, then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you and you alone are God. So he finishes praying. No more wheeling and dealing. Taking the threat seriously. Coming before the Lord. Laying it before him. Praying earnestly to the Lord. That's the season we're in. That's the season we're in right now. Declare, this is about you, God. Let me just go ahead and say, the spirit coming against the United States is anti-Christ. It's between him and them. And we're coming in and we're praying in his name. That you and you alone will be known for who you are. Come and do the thing you do. And we, if you're a people who are called by your name, humble themselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from their wicked ways, I'll come and heal your land. And there's so much woven into all kinds of bad things going on, and the Lord God knows every bit of it. And we could put all of, we can trust in Him with all of our hearts, all of our mind, and rely completely upon Him. Because your orphan heart runner to solve it for yourself is not going to do you any good. But when you come as a son or a daughter and stand under Almighty God and say, I've spread this out before you and I petition you to come and do the things that you do because I am in covenant with you. And this is about you. And then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent a message to Hezekiah. He says, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I have heard the prayer. I've heard your prayer about King Sennacher of, of, of Assyria. And the Lord has spoken his word against him. And it's kind of long, and it's enjoyable. But basically he says, I sent them, but it's, we're done now. Basically, it says, the virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? This is the Lord speaking. Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look at with haughty eyes? It is the Holy One of Israel. God steps in. This is about me. I have a destiny for this nation. This is my nation. I founded it for my purpose. This is my time. So by your messengers, you've defied the Lord. You've said, with many chariots, I've conquered the highest mountains, yet the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I've cut down the tallest uh, cedars and the finest cypress trees. I've reached its farthest corners, explored its deepest forests. I've dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my feet, I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided long ago, 
Long ago, I planned it, and now I'm making it happen. I plan for you to crush the fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That's, that is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass, as easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like grass sprouting on a housetop, scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you well, and where you stay, and where you come and go, and I know the way you have raged against me. And because you're raging against me and your arrogance, which I have heard for myself, I will put a hook, my hook in your nose and bit in your mouth, and I will make you return by the same road on which you came. And then Isaiah says to uh, Hezekiah, There's, this is the proof. He says, the proof that's going to happen is, first of all, you're going to, this next year you're going to eat what grows by itself, and the next year after that you're going to eat what springs up from that, and the third year. So he's saying, you're going to be here. You're going to be here for a while. So he goes a little while talking about this. After Isaiah explains this to Hezekiah, that night the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. It's done. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. And then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home. His capital of Nineveh and stayed there. And then one day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god, Nishrak, his sons, and if you say these names of these sons really fast, you're speaking in tongues pretty good. <laughs> whatever, and killed him. And basically, his own sons came in when he was worshiping his false god, and they killed him. And then they ran off, and another son took over. How many of you have been like a Hezekiah, where at first look of it, you feel like I can handle this, and then you go a little deeper, and you realize I'm not really good at this. I need some major help. And then you come to realize because I belong to him, it's actually about him. And this is really important to know. This is about him. What's going on in our land, this is about him. I feel like the Lord wants to take and breathe a prophetic hope into each heart and say, trust in me, I am your strength. Trust in me, I am your strength. You're going to say, I trusted you, Lord. You are my strength. We're strengthened when we trust in him. Now, I want to go back because each, see, Jesus had this, this time when he was walking along with the disciples after his resurrection, and he said, starting with the law and the prophets, he opened up and expounded on who he was through the whole Bible. So where in the world is Jesus in this? Now, Jesus is, a, is basically a better Hezekiah in one sense. But I have a verse, and I want to focus on this after Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. He went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. Now, what was in this letter? It was a threat of annihilation. A threat of annihilation. Now it's serious. In essence, it was a death certificate to life as they knew it. And, they, and, and the, the letter mocked God, and it mocked Hezekiah's trust in God. Have you received 
a letter from the accuser before. Have you been threatened by the devil that you would lose life as you know it? Hello? Hasn't the devil taunted you in your weakness? Come on, somebody. Hasn't the devil mocked you in your faith in the Lord? Hasn't he pressured you to give up? How many have? How many have just give up, give, give in, and just let the bad things happen? Oh, well, I have known believers that took that attitude, and I don't know where they are now. And all they had to do was put their trust in the Lord. Just put your trust in the Lord and quit trying to figure it out. I have watched the Lord meet. There are so many incredible things the Lord does for us if we just get out of the way and learn how to be led by the Lord. And then he starts to take over. How many of you understand that about him? How many of you realize he has a much better schedule for you to fulfill than your own? He knows how to touch people's lives through your life if you get out of the way, get your worries out of your way. So Jesus is a greater Hezekiah, and he received a letter one day, and it was our death certificate. Jesus received a letter of our annihilation, the enemy of our souls, mocked the Lord Jesus as he was on the cross in the same way that they mocked the God of Hezekiah in the same mocking voice that comes to you and me. Let's say it. Jesus is a better Hezekiah. The person of Jesus now has the strength of God in it. And he took the letter of annihilation upon himself to the cross. Instead of spreading it out on the floor in God's temple, Jesus spread out on the cross. And the letter of annihilation was put on Jesus. And the death certificate was put on him. And Colossians 2, 13 through 15, says you were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. And then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all our sins. Read this with me. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Let's praise the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. I have it from another version. Verse 14, having wiped out the handwritings of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. The devil likes to get up here in your face. I, you remember, I, I know what you did. I know what you did. I know what you did. We got records. I got records of your failures. Let's talk about them for a little bit. How many of you have had chats with the devil about your failures? Let's come on. Let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. But what did Jesus do? He, they've been nailed to him. He broke the power of them. You're trying to work it out on your own? He says, no. 
They've been these handwritings of requirements that were against you. I have nailed that. There's no way you're going to stand against the devil unless you know that the charges have been canceled. The charges, the accuser brings up your failures. How many of you have had a snootful of your own failures lately? How many of you sat down for a cup of coffee with Jesus and ended up having a conversation with the devil about all your mess? Let me tell you how he dealt with it. This happened when Jesus cried, it is finished. When Jesus was on the cross and all of the sins, just pages and pages and pages, all of the things that were against you and me, let's go ahead and say the generational ones too. All the things that came down your family line, the things that tripped you up because there was a propensity for that failure in your family line. And you ended up bound and gagged in that way before you knew, how do I get out of this? And you end up with this spirit of anger, spirit of pride, spirit of lust, spirit of, just came with the family. Jesus says, I got it all here. I got it all here. I got it all here. And it's all been nailed in Christ Jesus to the cross. Everything is nailed to the cross. All the generational failures, all the things. You can cry out like Hezekiah and say, the Lord is my strength because everything that was against me and contrary to me has been nailed to the cross. It's defeated in Jesus Christ. And now the very principalities that come to steward it, they're run off. They're run off. And guess who comes in their place? Angels of the Lord that guard over your life and stand fast with you and are your aid in times of trouble. And they're with you. Let's praise the Lord for the good things. He's displaced the devil and put in the Holy Spirit and the power of his angelic host to watch God over your life. He said, it is finished. That's a, that's a certificate, a bill of sale, a bill with, it's done, it's purchased. Teleos, teleos. Paid in full. I want to ask a question here. And of course, this transaction that's going to happen and it could happen in your heart, right where you're seated, what the Lord wants to do. But I sensed in our time of worship, the Lord was saying, I'm lifting the burdens. Did you have sensed that earlier? Often when we come into a service, the Lord will start doing what he says he's going to do in the message. He just, it's kind of like when Peter was preaching and he hadn't got to the baptism yet. And before he finished preaching, everybody starts praying in tongues and prophesying. And the Lord just loves to get in and begin doing what he's going to do. And there's a tenderness, a tender heart of the Lord here. Because the Lord is fully aware where you have been threatened and these are days where you can feel the breath of hell on your neck and you can end up with a sense of disconnect really quick like you're all on your own now I want to partner with the Holy Spirit right now because 
hell has been working to get people to think that they are all on their own and they're alone. And it is a lie from the pit. Let's lift your head. The Lord wants to begin taking that, that threat. Many of us, the adversary has come and mocked when you've put your faith in the Lord in the past. He's come and mocked it. Say, it ain't going to work this time, hasn't he? Is there anybody here who will be honest with me about the, the belittling effect of the adversary on your soul? That he wants to belittle you and cause you to face how you're going to do it on your own. And the Lord says, I've come today and I'm here to tell you, you're not only not alone, I've already taken care of it. You're not alone. Let's, let's worship him. There's a tender work of the Holy Spirit. Just lift up your heart. Lift up your heart. I think the Lord's just going to come by and start taking some stuff out and putting some stuff in. He's just going to take out. He says, I want to take out that deep gulping breath you had where fear struck you. And you went, oh no, what are we going to do? And it was Hezekiah's first thing. Maybe we can sell off the gold. You're trying to figure it out on your own. But the Lord's saying to you right now, I've already stretched out the paper. I came to the cross. I stretched out and everything that was meant to be a death certificate to you, I've already nailed it to the cross. All the handwritings of requirements against you have been paid in full and been broken. The power of, their, of them over your life is broken. Now receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive the victory of Jesus Christ right here in your own heart right now. Receive it. It doesn't matter what has been spewed upon your mind by news articles. Just go ahead and say, I trust in you, Jesus. I trust in the Lord. I lean not on my own understanding. I'm not going to try to figure it out on my own. I will obey and respond to the Lord in this. If you have received any kind of report, medical, financial, any kind of thing right now stand before the Lord and see the fear of that is nailed to the cross the fear 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 is nailed to the cross lift your hands by the way the Bible says it says now put up the garment of praise spirit of heaviness and when you lift your hands God says well we're going to change some clothes now we're going to take off the weighty thing we're going to take the heaviness it's coming right now let's receive the anointing it's coming right now so you receive the anointing it's coming right now he's going to take off now let go if there's been heart trouble let the tears of your heart just express out let them if, when it comes to steal something there's a sense of loss and death and harshness that begins to happen just allow now the that that sense of grief let it go let it go be in the presence of the lord let it go right now we're all at the foot of the cross right now everybody in here is at the foot of the cross we're at the foot of jesus we're at the feet of jesus his blood covers his blood has washed us his blood has healed us his blood has delivered us his blood has made us new 
Let's pray, pray, pray. Praise you, Lord. Let a little, little, little holy rumble of your gratitude and your heart. Just pray in the Spirit. Some of you just go ahead. Stir, just move on down to the, to the cross. Stand before the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a great exchange. Jesus said, I came to take all the struggle and the trouble and the, the threatening works of hell against your life. I've come to remove them from you today. I've come to remove them from you today. Now lift up your voice. Just say, thank you, Lord. Say, Lord, I'm placing all my trust in you, not in myself. I'm placing my trust in you, not in myself. I'm placing my trust in you, Jesus. I'm placing, Lord, thank you. Thank you for taking away this record of charges against my life. You've canceled what hell had designed for me in my failure. And I'm not going to walk under the shame under it. I'm not going to walk under the fear of it. I'm not going to walk under that guilt. In Jesus' name, it's lifted from me and the sins are forgiven. And I thank you, Lord. Oh, the Lord, I just, uh, depression is lifting. I don't know who you are, but depression, the Lord said, depression is leaving now. It's leaving now. Don't let your mind open the door to that. But right now, the Lord's letting a gust of his breath come in and take it out. Let that, let that holy wind of his breath come in and take out the depression. Take it off. Let it go. Let it go. Just rejoice in your spirit. Say, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. For the answer to the looming thread in the land is coming before the cross and saying, Lord, you have already spread out the bad report upon yourself and broken its power. And we believe the report of the Lord now that all victory is in Jesus Christ and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 We, we want, we want to, if you would like further prayer, I feel like the Lord has, uh, in essence, discharged a burden to break a stronghold of the adversary's threats. Let me ask you this right quick. How many of you feel like the Lord is doing something in your soul where your soul may have been on the verge of being troubled or deep into it. And the Lord is saying, I'm coming and I'm taking all the threats of the king of Syria, Sennacherib, and I'm, taking, and I'm going to put it into him. By the way, it's time for the church to rise up and pray like never before. Because we're in a time historically where we need to see the Lord move in my power in our land in supernatural ways. But he starts right here. If you don't know him, right here, right now, as the mountain mover, as the soul cleanser, as the heart healer, as the liberator, as the one who renews your heart in his love, as the one who causes you to stand in places you could never have stood before. I am so amazed that we're even in this building. I can't even explain all the miracles that happened just to get us here. And the Lord has an assignment. I don't want to get on that too much. I just want to say, let's just again, as you've lifted your hands, because we're going to invite you to come forward for agreeing prayer. But the Lord is offloading, offloading burdens, offloading weights. And you know strategically what those threats are. You know the thing 
that has been trying to, to get you. And that's the thing that the Lord says, I'm come to get that thing. That's what I'm coming after. I'm coming after the thing that is the weak thing that keeps, causes you to come under. I'm going to come, come bring that thing that's weak to you. Bring it under me and have you have victory and authority. Because the Lord says, Hezekiah's name is, God is my strength. You're not going to be the weak one anymore. You're going to be the strong one. God has strengthened me and I put my trust in him. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Hallelujah.